Hello and welcome to The Future of Legal, the podcast series for legal leaders. In today's episode, I'll be chatting with Alistair Griffin, Head of Legal Technology, KPMG Law, based in Australia, and Jeff Ikajiri, Legal Operations Transformation Services Partner with KPMG in the US. We'll be discussing some of the macro trends in the market and the pressures that legal functions are facing that are driving the need to transform, and specifically through the use of technological solutions. Alistair and Jeff, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. To start us off, perhaps you can each tell our listeners a little bit about your role and your background and how your career brought you to a legal tech space. Alistair, can I start with you? So I joined the firm in Australia about three years ago to lead our legal technology service line where we're supporting clients in their legal technology transformation, but also building our own legal technology solutions to just present a a different and digital way in presenting legal services. I've worked in startups for around 10 years, specifically in the legal tech space, in product and software technology roles mainly. So I bring a lean, startup, scrappy and product focused uh, view to consulting and legal technology. Thanks, Alistair. And what about you, Jeff? Can you share with us how you came to work in this space? I'm a principal in the U.S. firm focusing on our U.S. legal operations transformation services practice. With that, I should make the disclaimer that KPMG U.S. does not engage in the practice of law. Now, that being said, I started my legal career as a litigator focusing on defending Fortune 50 companies. About seven years after that, I moved into the consulting space. And at that time in the United States, legal operations really wasn't even a thing. But I was very fortunate to have a front row seat to the evolution and maturity of what is now known in the industry as legal operations. So really helping clients with people process technology and data. Unlike Alistair, I've never worked at a technology company Rather, the the approach that I bring and the view that I bring started from the people and the process side of the house. Naturally, as the legal technology industry has significantly expanded, and especially in the last three to five years, there's become a heavy focus on technology in the legal space. And so I've had the great pleasure of working with folks like Alistair to bring our blended skills together um, to help solve client problems. Thanks, Jeff. So what are some of the challenges that you're seeing general counsel and legal teams face today in their current roles? Alistair, should we start with you? Many of the challenges that we see general counsel and legal functions face is really around the lack of access to data within their legal function. Now, part of this comes from a lack of adoption of legal technology, but really it also stems from the fact that Data within a legal function is often hidden. It's hard to access, it's in contracts, it's in advices. And so how can a legal function therefore make decisions day to day on managing their function? How can they make better data-driven decisions on what they should be investing in? And equally building that business case for change. We know that uh, C-suite are expecting data when it comes to business cases. And so if that's lacking, how do you, how do you get there? And finally, sort of, demonstrating the value that the legal bring to the business. That's really hard without data or metrics. And so it's that holistic view of data and understanding what your legal function is doing to enable you to identify problems and then target solutions based on those problems rather than jumping to uh, the shiny toy that a vendor is pitching to you. And Jeff, would you add anything? I think another big challenge that general counsels and legal teams are facing right now is how to right-size the work that they're performing for the company. By that, I mean 
Are there senior attorneys focusing on work that could be pushed down to lower level, lower cost resources? Is there work that should actually be outsourced? And if so, should it be sent to a law firm? Should it be sent to an alternative legal service provider? Should there be a managed service created for that? Should there be a shared service center created within the company? And, and so really looking at who's doing the work, how they're doing the work, all starts with, as Alistair mentioned, understanding the data to understand your baseline and foundation. But that's one of the biggest challenges that I've seen, especially with the great resignation and with the pandemic, is making sure that you have the right resources in place to accomplish the goals and objectives of the business. Alistair and Jeff, thanks for the insight, which is a really good segue to my next question. There's no question legal functions are under a lot of pressure. What is the impact of these challenges on their roles and their respective organisations? Jeff, do you want to take this one first? I think law departments need to really take a hard look at the skills that their attorneys and legal professionals within the law department have. I think there is a significant emphasis now on upskilling attorneys so that not only do they have the deep subject matter expertise around the legal issues and substantive law, but actually have a lot of those business acumen skills that oftentimes lawyers are severely lacking, whether that's communication, soft skills, the ability to use technology, being able to leverage data, um, make inferences from those to make more informed decisions. Quite frankly, the way the rest of the business has been doing it for over two decades now. And all of this goes back to how can the law department better align with the business that they're serving? That's exactly right. And I, I think adding to that, really a, a, what we're seeing legal functions struggle with now is presenting an interesting and modern working environment that the legal professionals of today and tomorrow actually want to work in. You know, many lawyers don't want to be working in the same ways that they have been for the last 400 years. And so there's a lot of prestige now around innovation and going on that transformation journey. And overall, it sort of speaks to a shifting culture within legal functions where teams don't, don't want to be operating in the way they always have. Now, Lawyers are very hardworking and they, they're very compassionate and they're very driven to serve their businesses and they offer a white, white glove service a lot of the time but that often means that if they're delivering that and adding administration and organizational work on top of that, not getting fulsome instructions, having to search for documents, not knowing where contracts lie, adding to all of that, they end up working longer hours than many other profession. And so that's really not going to work or be you know, uh, sustainable long term when people have other opportunities available to them. They want to work hard, but lawyers want to work hard on the things that they're good at and skilled at and are challenging to them. And managing the life cycle of a matter is an administrative activity and not something that you should be having your highly skilled, highly intelligent lawyers working on. And I suppose this is really driving a need to transform the legal function. Well, I think a big, a big driver for this is actually the need to, or the desire, I should say, to work smarter, not necessarily harder, right? And there's a number of different levers that law departments are able to pull on to effectuate that. One, obviously, being technology enablers. So having the technology, as Alistair had mentioned, to reduce the administrative burden on a lot of the tasks that the lawyers traditionally have done. Another is going to be looking at how to improve the processes, right? So technology is great, but you have to have a well thought out process built around those technologies to ensure that you actually find the efficiencies and value creation by utilizing those technologies. Alistair, do you have anything to add? So I suppose one of the fundamental challenges that 
business people see and the Western society sees with legal is the that barrier to entry to legal advice. And that's built into the way in which contracts are written in legalese. You almost need an interpreter in the, firm of a, in the form of a lawyer to be able to articulate what certain clauses mean. And I think there's a real push now from businesses and business leaders to change the way in which they access legal services. There's certainly low-hanging fruit there with regards to contract automation for non-disclosure agreements or confidentiality agreements, for example, that really enable the business to operate faster and quicker. And so the real drive is coming from business organizations saying, we need to operate at a different speed than we have in the past, and that if legal are slowing us down in some way, that needs to shift. But at the same time, we've seen for a number of years a real budgetary push down or a squeeze when it comes to external spend. So legal functions need to start thinking differently around the way they deliver legal services because they aren't able to access additional capacity in the same way that they might have in the past, yet the business is expecting more and more of them in a more streamlined fashion every day. Thanks, Alistair. So what are some of the approaches that are working well for the clients that you work with each day? Really what we encourage our our clients to look at is to take a step back and not jump to solutions. There are lots of fantastic solutions out there uh, in the market, whether it's consulting services to reshape some of your processes or technology vendors to solve point solutions or a sort of holistic approach to enterprise legal management. But really, most functions need to be taking a step back and looking at their target operating model and conducting a diagnostic of what is working well and how do those various elements fit together. It's all well and good jumping to a technology solution, but if you've got a cultural issue within your team, you know, you might need to focus more on change management. Equally, automating a broken process only emphasizes um, that broken process. When we look at this, there are six pillars that we look at in a target operating model, and each of them is really important, but they're also highly interconnected. And so when we're looking at technology, we're also looking at service delivery and processes and the data that links back to that. Uh, But we're also looking at the strategy and the people in the legal function to understand, are they ready to go on this journey with you? And if not, what do you need to be looking at early on or adapting your process or or your transformation journey to take them on that journey? Jeff, anything to add? Yeah, so to build upon what Alistair mentioned, I, I, I think it's absolutely right that you have to start with the problem instead of the solution. He talked about shiny objects, and I've seen too many clients in the past just go for that shiny object, buy something off the shelf, spend a million dollars in one year trying to implement something that ends up not being used by anyone. Rather, if you had an hour of time, I think Einstein said it, you should spend 55 minutes identifying what the problem is and five minutes to actually solve that problem. And, And I couldn't agree more. And so when our clients are taking an approach, you know, what we find to be very successful is really identifying what that problem is And when it comes to technology, we're seeing more and more clients actually look inward versus outward. And what I mean by that is they're taking stock of what the rest of the enterprise is already using, what technologies already exist at the company that may be able to be leveraged by the law department. Now, this does a number of things. It helps reduce cost. It helps reduce time to implementation. But it also helps the law department continuously better align with the business because they're using tools and technologies that the rest of the enterprise already uses. Another thing law departments have been doing and taking an approach at that's been successful is 
really making sure that they can have their lawyers and legal professionals continue to work within the systems and technologies they already use. And the more and more law departments that can drive their attorneys to continue to use those yet have back-end technologies in place, we see more adoption and better results as part of that. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because we've seen, I, I think maybe seven or eight years ago when uh, legal technology really came into, its, into the market in a big way, the enterprise solutions that you're talking about didn't offer a level of integration with their own solutions that could be adaptable or configured for, for a function, a legal function, a finance function. And we're really seeing a change in that now where Microsoft in particular with Power Platform and Dynamics is really opening up a whole world of new ways to connect Word with Forms, with Dynamics, with Outlook. So there are far more possibilities now to reuse enterprise solutions that simply weren't there five or 10 years ago. You mentioned clients should look at understanding their problems first before jumping to solutions. What would you recommend? So when we're looking to do a, an, an early stage maturity or, or target operating model diagnostic with clients, I think we want to be working in, in a modern, digitally focused way. Our clients are expecting this now, and there are lots of benefits from that. Uh, the old approach of sending in 20 consultants and interviewing 100 people and then get, you know, writing down a lot of unstructured notes on paper to then put together a pretty looking report is slow, um, it's disruptive to the business, and it's quite often not good value for money. And so what we prefer to do is, is look at a more hybrid approach where we can leverage the scalability of digital solutions, you know, surveys, activity estimators, to gather a lot of really structured data from across the organization. We can leverage the power of technology to interact with people in their native language. And so I often like to say it's, it's fantastic the work we do because I don't have to learn Japanese at the weekend, yet I can still work uh, with organizations, with, with colleagues around the world. And, and so it's taking that data-driven approach, that structured approach, applying a lot of automated analysis and data visualizations, and then overlaying that a more concierge service where we can deep dive into the issues that the data tells us to look into. And so if we're running a solution like this with the client, we can start identifying contrarians within a team and, and going to talk to those so we can be very targeted with the people we speak to and we get richer conversations. Because I can go to um, someone with an organization and say, it's really interesting, you say something different than 80% of your colleagues when it comes to functional processes, for example. And that's the difference I think KPMG is bringing because it's, it's a better approach in my opinion, but it's also faster. We're able to deliver uh, engagements now in five to six weeks, where previously they'd be taking three or four months in a far less disruptive way to an organization and with data-driven outcomes that enable them to build the case for change. And that's part of the reason we've developed the Legal Function Assessment Suite. It enables us to engage with clients in a, a rapid and data-driven way that gives them not only the real deep understanding of how their legal function is operating, but also how it's perceived by the business. And it enables them with the uh, business case and the return on investment that they need to go and ask for you know, additional funds for a transformation or a technology implementation or additional resourcing. So Jeff and Alistair, to conclude this podcast, is there a final piece of advice you'd have for organisations that are looking to transform their functions through the use of technology? 
One piece of advice that I would give to law departments is make sure you're focusing on the people. Uh, people will make or break the initiative, the transformation, and the change. You need to understand the personas that you're dealing with, understanding what's going to drive them to actually adopt the use of technology or the use of a new process. By doing so, you're helping really create a mind shift culturally as to the way in which the law department is going to deliver legal services. And at the end of the day, that is going to drive more user adoption and impact not only to the legal department, but really to the business and the clients that they're serving within the rest of the organization. Yeah, I completely agree, uh, Jeff. You know, you want to be looking broadly across your organization and finding champions within the business that can be advocates for you when you're implementing this change. Change management within legal teams is difficult, but within broader, larger organizations, it can be very challenging. So again, coming back to data, when I think about this, you want to be knowing what does success look like? How do you know that you've been successful in your transformation? And there are some obvious metrics there around user adoption or reduced SLAs or turnaround times on pieces of work. But think about you know, attrition within your team. Think about people leaving, people joining. Look at employee satisfaction within your function. There are lots of different ways in which you can be measuring the success and or failure of your transformation. And you need to be doing this before, during, and subsequently. And so you can look and you can pivot. If something's not working, or you notice that a particular area of the organization or your team doesn't have the uptake or adoption that you were hoping for, you need to be able to adapt to that in real time to make sure everyone's going on the journey together. Alistair, that's great. And I'd like to thank you and Jeff for taking the time to join me today. You've given our listeners a lot to think about. Thanks, it's, it's been great having this conversation. Thanks so much. Love speaking with you, Alistair. I should remind everyone that KPMG LLP, the US member firm, does not provide legal services. Join us again next time and please email us with any questions you have about today's episode at legal at kpmg.com. And we'd also love to hear from you with any suggestions you have for future episodes. Thanks for listening.